As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standing Room Only podcast. I am your host, Ben Standing, and yes, I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic, which means I was there on Tuesday, which was a very interesting day to say the least with regards to the commanders they had some roster moves that were at least interesting and perhaps surprising as well the running back room is getting more interesting by the minute Ron Rivera was in a cranky mood after watching practice that he did not love today the offensive line is beat up the tight end room is as well and the defense dominated practice today, and the offense had their struggles. There's a lot to get to, and we're going to get to all that here in just a moment. Appreciate everyone, of course, checking out the podcast, whether you're doing it on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you do your podcasting. And, of course, also thank you to everyone who subscribes to the Athletic uh, website. If you've missed it today, uh, two new articles up from me. One, a 53-player projection. Uh, this was before today's events, but it really doesn't. M- nobody that was m- that was released today was on my fifty three, but there were some players who were part of my my thought process. Uh, I don't know if there's a ton of surprises. I, I, this is not a good sell job by me, but that's just kind of where we are with the roster. But nonetheless, there are some difficult decisions. You can check that out on the website. In addition, I wrote about the running back situation today involving Antonio Gibson uh, that I'll get to in a moment. So you can go check. All of that out for sure. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ben Standing. All right, um, let's go through a bunch of things today. L- let's go through this. I, I think the, the the news of the day, like there's actual news in terms of the players who are no longer with the team or on IR. But I want to start with the running back room. And I don't want to step on this too much because I did write about it, and I hope you guys will check it out. But we all watched the game on Saturday, and we saw Antonio Gibson fumble. And we saw Brian Robinson uh, be effective as a runner and a receiver. Not, I'm not discounting J.D. McKissick, but he has sort of a separate role, right? He's that passing down back, the third down back, that that whole deal. And the question is more of who is going to be the early down backs, not to mention short yardage, goal line, things like that. And obviously, you know, Antonio Gibson has been the main guy around here the last couple of years, but they drafted Brian Robinson for a reason. You've heard me talk about this going way back before the draft. The idea that 
Washington would look to add another running back, even though Gibson had over a thousand yards last year and he has what 21 touchdowns in his first two seasons and all of these and all these things. It's not that I mean, Antonio Gibson's a fine player. He's explosive. He can do a lot of things, but he's not the most consistent sort of play to play runner when, you know, when you're in terms of like running up the middle, you know, running between the tackles. We've talked about this before. You look at some of the advanced uh, analytics. D, uh, Football Outsiders had him 36 in DVOA last year. Uh, he just, you know, as Ron Rivera said the other day after the fumble, he didn't even so much talk about the fumble. He talked about the fact that Gibson needs to run hard and decisive and not dance around the line. Brian Robinson was good at running hard. Scott Turner spoke to us today and mentioned that specifically with Robinson. I bring all this up because, again, if you haven't heard, you, you're working or you're doing your thing this summer or whatever. What happened today at practice was two things. One, special teams work is out there. And usually that's, you know, backups. Even if it's some starters, it's not typically your sort of main, main guys. But there was Antonio Gibson out there today working with the punt team and not as like a returner but like in sort of the the rank and file I'm not dismissing them but I'm just saying you know that that type of deal that was odd then in practice now they do rotate players of course throughout the different teams but typically you might see a player who would be on the second or third team move up to the first team just because whatever it is injuries or just want to give somebody a rest or give somebody a different look or whatever you rarely see the main starters playing down to the second team and never the third team, really. We did today. Gibson was with the third team. Sam Howe was on the field, and Gibson was the running back. Both of those things very odd, and we asked Ron Rivera about that after practice. And I'll get to why he was uh, not necessarily in the best of moods when he spoke to us, but he basically said that he didn't really want to answer the question too much, um, he, he said, look, Brian Robinson also was with the first, second and third team and did special teams true, but Brian Robinson's a rookie. He was a third round pick brought in at least initially to, you know, compliment Gibson and McKissick, not necessarily being the main guy, but Rivera just said, quote, that's what we're doing. End quote. Then he was asked, is there an actual start competition for the starting running back job? And he said, I, I wrote kind of curtly quote, there's always been a competition for the positions on this team end quote. Now, obviously that's not completely true, right? There's no quarterback competition. There's never, there's never been any doubt that John Allen or Jerron Payne would start, et cetera. Right. So, you know what he's, I, I, we we all get what he's saying. Everybody's got to win their job. You can't just rest on your laurels, but I think clearly the patience is wearing thin with, with his team and Gibson, uh, Scott Turner, we spoke to him today and he said flat out that when they, got to camp one of the things that they talk about initially with the offensive players is you got to protect the football you can't have empty possessions and for a running back that's the first thing you know really you got to focus on and he said quote we can't have that Antonio knows that I'm not saying anything to you guys that hasn't already been said to Antonio so look I'm I I would still at this moment if you said to me who's going to be the the uh, running back on this team with the most workload, you know, I would still say Antonio Gibson. But 
they have other options now. And this is a team that has had back-to-back years under Rivera of slow starts. They still haven't had a winning record yet. And, you know, I don't think they can, at least in their minds, I don't think they want to wait to see what happens. So, you know, get obviously the Commanders play Saturday against the Chiefs in Kansas City. We'll see what happens there. You know, Gibson did come back in the game after the fumble. He did run harder per Rivera. You know, they liked what they saw out of him, so that's a good sign. But an interesting development to see where Gibson was on this bench. We'll see where he's at, or, or in the, sorry, in the rotation and on special teams. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday's practice and Thursday's practice before they head out. All right, a couple other things to get to. Moves they made today. They released Troy Apke, and I know for some of you that's a, you're like, well, it's about time or some version of that. Look, obviously, Apke, who was a fourth-round pick in 2018, didn't work out as a defensive back. He didn't play one defensive snap last year. But as a special teams performer, he obviously was some, something uh, somebody that they liked. The issue for him has been he has not been participating in practice in camp. He really, I think other than like the first or second day, has been out with an undisclosed injury. And, you know, they, they draft Percy Butler this year, who's known for his special teams ability. Uh, Cam Sims is somebody who's, who works as a gunner. And clearly, you know, they determined that they were going to move on from, from Apke. I, I debated putting Apke on the 53 that I posted uh, earlier on Thursday, but ultimately did not. Um, I guess I'm just a little surprised they, they did it so early, but I guess they also determined that, he just wasn't going to be the answer. And they do have, like, I wouldn't, I think we all know their depth in the secondary is questionable, but they do have some options. So, you know, I, I guess ultimately between Percy Butler, uh, Derek Forrest, Jeremy Reeves, uh, is a, is a, a, a new guy, uh, um, crap, I'm blanking his first name, Parker, um, who's been interesting, Stephen Parker, sorry, um, who, who, who's been interesting in camp since he showed up. And then, of course, you got a bunch of cornerbacks as well. So, you know, they moved on from Troy Apke. Nice guy. I randomly ran into him this summer at an, at an event and enjoyed talking to him for a few minutes. Um, nice guy. It obviously just did not work out on the um, uh, in the secondary. And, you know, they, they decided from a special teams perspective to move on. Uh, they also released uh, offensive lineman Dion Calhoun and cornerback uh uh, Bosby, a kid who was brought in just a couple of weeks ago. Then you have the two players they put on IR. One of them is fullback Alex Arma, and the other one is Samus Reyes. Now, effectively, when you go on IR pre or before the uh, 53 player cut, you are effectively out for the year. And there's, you know, scenarios where a player can get bought out. And if that were to happen, then hypothetically, you could come back to the join the team. But effectively, they're out for the year. And I would think in Reyes's case, to be honest, this may be the best thing for him. Now, I'm not suggesting, wink, wink, that they are st- looking to stash him. But, it, you know, this is the kind of thing that teams can do sometimes. And Reyes has been dealing with a hamstring. He only played two snaps on special teams in the preseason game. And he didn't practice on Monday. And then Tuesday, they make the move. I don't know that he was hurt enough that he couldn't be, say, be ready for week one. I don't think that's probably the case. But they decided to make this move. And, you know, I had I did not have Reyes on my 53, nor did I have Apke on my 53 projection. I'm not saying it's not close. It's just, you know, guys like 
uh, Armani Rogers and or Curtis Hodges, sorry, um, they have done some good things. The tight end room is a mess. That's the one reason why I'm a little surprised that they did this because Logan Thomas is still on the pup list. John Bates and Cole Turner are still sidelined. Rivera told us yesterday that Cole Turner could be out another week or two. And so to not have Reyes, now they're down to Rodgers and Hodges and Eli Wolf, who has zero career catches. They just signed the other day. So they're really thin in that room. And I'll be curious to see, you know, do they bring in a, a veteran here at some point, a move that could indicate that they're you know not sure if Logan Thomas will be ready week one. All that said, Samus Reyes, a very interesting story last year, obviously, from coming over from Chile, having never played football, a college basketball player, to make an NFL team in your first year, pretty wild. Good for him. He played 11 games, and but only on special teams. More, uh, not only, sorry. He's played some offense, but it just didn't have any catches. He now, well, in theory, if he stays with his team all year, he will have a chance to work with the coaching staff, get more familiar with the game, and be back for next year. So, Bummer we won't get to see him uh, progress. But like I said, I really was kind of struggling to think, is he going to make this team? So I think from from his perspective, this is probably a good thing uh, from in terms of staying with Washington. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, a couple of other quick things here. Uh, Wes Schweitzer uh, left practice today with a bit of a hip injury, according to Rivera. And Rivera, who isn't normally re- overly revealing with regards to injuries, said there is some concern um, with this. Uh, Schweitzer never came back out to practice. They sent him to the trainer, and then they just had him go back to the locker room. This, not only is Schweitzer the one guard like who's been who's been around the whole time, he's been replacing Trey Turner, of course, at right guard, who has not practiced in a couple weeks now. Andrew Norwell, who on Monday, Rivera told us, was given a vet day off with Charles Leno, except that on Tuesday, Leno was back, but Norwell was watching again. So today at practice, you had their top three guards all out, and that meant you had some wacky looks. You even had uh, John Toth playing center for uh, Carson Wentz, which is sort of what happened last year when Toth was like the fifth-string center, um, you know, and it just had to move so many guys around the lineup, uh, and that's kind of where they're at right now. They are really thin on the offensive line if, in fact – Schweitzer is not back, uh, but you know, a, a, tomorrow or, or, or anytime soon, and we'll see about Norwell's deal. Uh, Chase Rouillet did practice today with the first team, so that's a good sign. But you know, he's still working his way back, uh, so very interesting for sure. Uh, speaking of Chase Rouillet, Rivera did not say how much the starters would play at Kansas City. He did say some guys would be on a pitch count. He mentioned Rouillet specifically, which makes sense. But we'll see who else. Uh, happens uh, who who's, who else is on a pitch count or who else is going to play or how much the starters are going to play. Uh, speaking of Rivera, to go to I mentioned that he was not thrilled with practice today. So after practice, the team always gets together on the field and they have a conversation. Sometimes it's fun stuff, you know, 
you know, go team. Sometimes they have a, a motivational speaker or, you know, maybe it's just a, 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 a you know, p- put a bow on whatever happened that day at practice. Today, it was pretty clear that there was Rivera was sending a message. He had all the players get down on a knee, which uh, it was a sign of like, you're going to be here for a minute. Get comfortable. And he proceeded to talk to the players for about five or six minutes. When he came over to us immediately after that, he was very quiet in speaking with us. He he didn't he didn't project much. And when he was asked kind of what was what 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 the deal was, he said he just was not happy with things that he saw out there today. What does that mean? Well, if I'm going to have to sort of guess because he didn't tell us, it was a day where I said the defense won the day over the offense pretty pretty handily, and that's fine. But there was a lot of sort of extra hits going on, not necessarily anything like a a defensive back flying into a a defenseless receiver or anything, but just just extra. And there was at the very play at the end of practice – Two linemen sort of got tangled up, put, got pushed into Sam Howell, who went down. You know, he got back up, and it looks fine. But um, th- there were some plays like that throughout the day. There was one play where Terry McLaurin made a, uh, had a catch down the field, and he immediately started sort of talking some trash to Kendall Fuller. It's fun for us. I'm sure it was fun for him. Now, I don't necessarily know that that's what Rivera was uh, annoyed with, but I'm just saying it was sort of a day where it was a little – a little chippy and a little sloppy. The offense was, I, I, I thought, particularly not so great today. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the Carson Wentz of it all, but like, you know, his deep throws weren't, weren't connecting. And the offense just was off. And the defense really had a good day. A couple interceptions. Danny Johnson had a one-handed grab in the end zone that, you know, even uh, in a real game probably would have been like a pick six type play. So anyway, Rivera had that to say. He was not happy about what he was saying. It will be interesting to see what kind of a practice we get tomorrow out of this group. Um, and another thing I mentioned, Scott Turner spoke with us today. First time we've heard from him in camp. And this came after the first game in which he called plays from the sideline rather than his usual spot upstairs. Rivera told us on Monday that that would be basically where Turner would be this year. So when asked about kind of what went into this decision, he said it was something he'd been thinking about since the season ended and that once he and Wentz started discussing it, that it became clear to him it made a lot of sense. Wentz has had some of his play callers on the sidelines. Uh, Turner, sort of paraphrasing here, said, quote, the, well, not quite. After talking with with Wentz, quote, that really confirmed it. Uh, I think this is important to have direct line of communication. I talked to Coach Rivera about it, and he was all for it, end quote. So, uh, meanwhile, Jim Hostler, their you know offensive uh, senior offensive uh, offense assistant coach, off, <laughs> offense assistant coach, he is going to be up in the booth. So that's one change on that front. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I, I think you know for Carson Wentz to have somebody right there, direct communication with him, whether it's to go over the plays or whether it's to you know get some encouragement out of him, whatever it might be. I think it's all. You know, seems reasonable to me. If, if you know, I don't necessarily know if, if if one's better or worse, but whatever they feel comfortable with, that's the deal. Um, all right, let's just get to a couple quick things from practice. Uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, I, I didn't necessarily think this was Carson Wentz's best day. He has been pretty clean with the interceptions for the most part, but today he threw uh, a couple. One was a tip ball in the air, but it was tipped in a way like it was not a great. 
uh, a throw and the ball got knocked up and intercepted. I believe Jamin Davis came down with that one. Uh, the one in, in, in the end zone by, um, by Danny Johnson was on Heineke pass. The first Wentz interception, he threw an out pass to Terry McLaurin and William Jackson, uh, who, you know, we haven't talked about much, but in a good way, like we haven't talked about much. He made a great turn on the play, jumped, jumped the pass and got the interception near the sideline. Uh, he's played well. Kendall Fuller had a good day as well. He's continued to to shine. So, you know, look, obviously that's going to would go a long way for this defense if they have a legit pair of corners on the outside um, play in, play out. And, you know, I think they both have had a pretty good camp so far. Oh, and I mentioned Jamin Davis with the interception. You know, I, I think Jamin Davis has continued to look more and more comfortable, particularly around the line of scrimmage. I've said this before. Saw that over the last couple of days in practice as well. And, you know, look, as we see here with the Antonio Gibson situation, Rivera is not afraid to show disappointment. And you can tell sometimes when he's saying something on a positive front that's he's being nice versus he's like legitimately excited. And when he's uh, talked about Jamin Davis, I feel that he has been more more excited and I, I think we have seen some progress it will be you know I still wonder about him in coverage a little bit but it's headed in the right direction how much headed in the right direction I mean that's to be determined but some good stuff out of Jamin Davis other than that you know like I said the the, the offensive line and the tight end situations are very I don't want to say dicey because that's overly concerning but there's got to be some con- level of concern here when you consider we're getting closer to the start of the season. And look, after this Kansas City game, they play the Ravens in their final preseason game. We'll see how much the starters play in that at all. It's possible this is the last game in which Carson Wentz plays or the bulk of the starters play. And, you know, if if these guards aren't able to come back, you know, Carson Wentz is looking like having a pretty thin offensive line. And by the way, you know, when you're having to use the backups with the starters, you know, now Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell don't have less to work with than they would be expected to. So a lot of questions there. And same thing at tight end where, you know, their top three guys are out. And the fourth guy, at least the way we would have looked at it before when, when camp started and Samus Reyes is, you know, on IR now. So um, really interesting situations there uh, for sure. But uh, you can go check out uh, my 53 player projection on the athletic and, um, you know, that doesn't not reflect today's practice, but it reflects kind of everything up until that time. So let's end it there. Thanks so much, everyone, for checking out the podcast. Be back uh, at a minimum after the game on Saturday, but hopefully I'll get I'll have one later in the week with a guest for sure. But that is it for now. Ben Standing signing off until next time.